0: Well, I thought I'd do it again. I love this song. <laughs> if you remember from the 1980s, of course, the show This Week in Baseball, well, this is a theme song or the closing theme from it. The name of the song is actually called Gathering Crowds. But it's a great song. I really can't play it too much. I do. I'm do, i going to get in all sorts of copyright trouble. We don't want that, do we? Anyway, welcome to Hair and Now. My name is Jeff Hair, of course. And this segment of the program we like to call Chicago Cubs Talk this week and every week. Brought to you by the good friends at True Blues and Chicago Cubs Club 18. Oh, so, uh, well, what a day it was! And by the way, we gotta get some stuff turned off here. Yeah, there we go. You know, I hate when I my computer screen. I, I have two computers going at the same time, and for some reason, when I when I get my baseball information on one, it just keeps running whatever's on. So I gotta every once in a while I'll turn it off. Hello, Omar. <laughs> that is my producer, the great Russ Omar. Anyway, back to what I was talking about. Uh, what a great day it was today for the cubs over the yankees seven to four at yankee stadium wow uh, you know in pro sports it's really really simple by the way going into this to set this whole thing up going into the seventh inning the cubs are losing four to one and it looked like they're going to lose the series or get on the airplane take four days home and sulk and that was going to be that cubs come back and score six runs to win this thing you know w- pro sports and i should say all sports it doesn't matter if it's pro college high school little league whatever The secret to being successful and to winning is to take what the other team gives you. When they make mistakes, you bury them with it. We always talk about it in football. You know, you don't fumble at the 10-yard line or at basketball. You don't throw one away or in hockey, you don't throw across the ice and let someone take it and take it for a breakaway. That's kind of what happened today. The Yankees just playing out now gave the Cubs a ballgame and the Cubs, to their credit, went out and took the game. and They went out and made the plays when they had to and they said, we're going to win this one. And it, it was almost a sight to behold. You don't see it that often with the Cubs for some reason. Every time teams will just kind of trip over themselves, the Cubs will say, here, let me help you back up. Not today. I mean, at, uh, the situation today with the Yankees in the seventh inning, I mean, a ground ball to their second baseman, Gleber Torres, that have gotten them out of an inning. Double play ball, and he boots it. Gian Gomes comes up and hits a banjo hit knocks in two runs. Hey, <laughs> wonderful. Tied it up, huh? all right. And the Yankees had all sorts of trouble. And the next thing, they walked two batters. How can you walk two batters in the eighth inning? a tie game that you're trying to win. But they did. They had a wild pitch, a wild pitch, my good golly, that thing was over the head of the catcher, 20 feet. Knocked a run in, the pitcher fell off the mound for a balk. I mean, the Yankees did every single thing that you could imagine wrong, and the Cubs, during that time, just sat there and hit the ball, put it in play, made the right moves on the bases and scored the runs. And one home seven to four. Of the victory got on that airplane with a big smile on their face, and I'm sure there's some Budweiser being cracked on the plane right now as they're heading back to Chicago and taking four or five days off to be with their families. And I salute them. What a game it was for them today! Uh, what a, and like I say overall over, was a very proud effort for the Cubs. I mean, they were really for the most part outplayed for most of it. But then when it when it came time to play and it came time to put it together, and do what they're supposed to do, they went out and did it, and and that was a great thing. David Ross is tossed early today. <laughs> Oh boy, what did they say? Fourth time of the year, second time in five days he's been tossed. Uh, I want to say a couple things about this whole, whole, whole thing. Couple things to people who really, you know, may or may not totally understand. First off, when this game started today, they got Kyle Hendricks for a, a, a pitch clock violation. Okay, that had nothing to do with Ross getting tossed out. Okay, what that has everything to do with is the fact that the Cubs were taking a warm up pitch when the clock went to zero. That is a violation, and they issued a ball. On on Hendricks, so it was ball one for the first hitter. Hendricks a little upset. He said he's trying to clean the mound and get the mound able to be pitched, and what he felt was in was safe order. Doesn't matter. Major League Baseball is a very clear directive to the umpires, very clear directive to the teams, the ownerships, to the players, to everybody involved. That when that clock goes to zero, they want the penalty called now. There is no discussion. No, well, no one ever calls it. We didn't know. No, it's a it's a penalty right right away. Major League Baseball is serious about one thing, and that is shortening the length of the game. Why? Because the biggest crisis facing baseball is they got to get more TV revenue, and the TV networks are not touching it because the games are too long. And that's the the, the long and the short of it. I've been telling you that for two years. This is what's happening. And Major League Baseball has gone to the point where they put in the shot clock, or the, the pitch clock, I should say, shot clock, basketball, pitch clock. And they are watching that extremely close. There is no talk, there is no negotiation. Ross can't even call up the league office and complain about it because they're going to say, no, you were wrong. Get your players ready to go. That's all they're saying. Major League Baseball went as far as sending a letter to the teams and saying if your bat boys are slow, you fire them. We're not taking anything for an excuse. These guys have to go and they have to be ready. And that really wasn't what made Ross mad. I mean, he was maybe a little peeved about it, but, I mean, he got over right away. What made him mad is the first uh, two or three pitches into the game, the umpire missed two beautiful pitches by Hendricks called them both balls that's what made him mad and that's what Ross got come out of the dugout screaming about now the rules of baseball again are very very clear you cannot argue balls and strikes and every coach manager everybody in baseball knows that for the most part when you see some batter turning to the umpire or saying something to the umpire he's doing just that where is it at why was that a strike But for the most part, they're not getting into the argument end of it. That usually will happen on the bench with the bench jockeys. So the umpire really can't see who's doing it. In the case of Ross, Ross is very obvious that he was mad about it. The umpire told him, knock it off. Ross did it again, and he got tossed. Then he came out, and uh, (laughs) I happened to get a a snippet of the tape that was played. They they played on the Yes Network in New York, and it went across Twitter, and I happened to see it and grabbed it right away. And... I really can't repeat it here because it was extremely how do I want to say <clears throat> um maybe just a little bit uh, uh for uh, not suitable for for an audience. Uh, Ross was livid and basically he said you got to do better that you know we got one day then you got a break uh you know you're already bad you know the umpire basically. This and Ross is very very angry about it and he got tossed out. Now again, he deserved it and he would tell you he deserved it. The league would tell you he deserved it. Everyone tell you deserve it. You can't do that. Uh, but what I would tell you in that scenario, just so you know, that really it doesn't matter because what happens is the manager just goes back, grabs a beer, sits in his office and run, watches the game on TV and texts to the uh, a clubhouse boy or somebody sitting next to the guy managing what to do. So he's still running the game. He's just doing it from his office and not on the on the bench on the sideline. He's just sitting right there telling him, all right, pinch hit for this guy or run here or do this here. So the manager's still doing the game. There's and, and baseball knows this. They really haven't addressed it because this is kind of the charm that is baseball. I mean, I'm sure at some point somebody's going to say something. I remember a few years ago when Bobby Valentine is managing the New York Mets, he actually put a disguise on and went back out onto the into the bench and was sitting there with a mustache and uh, something on it. <laughs> he got tossed out and got fined and took a dim view of it. But this goes back. I mean, generations. Earl Weaver, when he was with Baltimore, used to actually put his chair just past the dugout steps so they couldn't see it, and uh, the umpires couldn't see it. He would still manage the game from there. So this goes on. It's no big deal. Ross is going to have to fill out some paperwork, and he's going to get a phone call. Why'd you get tossed? I was mad because I thought the umpire was terrible. Yada, yada. Well, okay, that's fine and good, Dave, but you can't do it. We're not going to allow you to do it, you know, and, and that's that. Stop it, and that's about all that's going to happen. But he was still running the game. Be real clear about it. You know, he he wasn't sitting in his car in the parking lot crying and gnashing his teeth and oh I'm so bad. No 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 no. No, he's back in the locker room, in his office, watching the game on TV and saying, you know, we need to hit and run here and run a run a text into whoever's on the bench and hey, Dave wants us to hit and run. Okay, thanks. Boom, give the signs and away they go. So, it's not a major deal, but it is a major deal. But anyway, the bottom line is the Cubs come through today when they needed to. Uh, I thought Kyle was okay. I mean he i don't know again if he was as good as he's been all year um uh, i didn't really catch yeah he gave up four runs and four hits on this today so i mean again he wasn't he, he wasn't bad i mean it's just uh and, and as i say for the most part the cubs were pretty much out of the, out of the game until late and they come back late and they come back with a vengeance uh suzuki hit one i think just barely cleared the, the glove in left field but hey home runs a home run and and uh he's starting to swing the bat better so now it's the all-star break Four days off, in the Boston Red Sox come to town. That'll be a fun one. Boston's fun for some reason. They're just one of those fun teams. Uh, Maybe Cubs can take take a series there too, and and really put this thing, uh, get this thing going, make this thing interesting. Let's hope. But uh, as as far as the All Star Game goes, I've told you before, I'm not crazy about it. To me, it's a farce. They shouldn't play it. Uh, The NFL would love to get rid of it the NHL and the NBA, the only reason they do is because they put the uh, skills competition in and people seem to like watching slam dunks and free throws and three point plays and uh, a thing in hockey where they put the plates around the net and the players have to hit a plate, you know, and all that kind of thing you do. And that's all fun. But in baseball, for the most part, and I told you this a couple weeks ago, especially in Seattle, uh, a lot of players are finding a way to get out of this thing. And a lot of players have found their way out of this thing. It's uh, you know, most players would rather. Most players and most teams would rather have their guys take four days off, spend them with their families, get away from baseball, take it easy, you know, and just kind of, kind of decompress for a couple of days and come back out and go at it again. Problem with Seattle is, that it's a day flight. I mean, you got to fly there and you got to fly back, and and really the guys who are going aren't getting a whole lot out of it. I mean, you may get a pitch for an inning or not. Uh, God help it if it goes to extra innings. I mean. <laughs> And usually what happens there is they run out of pitching. So they let some guy out there who just happened to get in the game. well, thinking he's going to get a third of an inning or whatever and get to tell all of his family and friends he played an all-star game. Next thing you know, he's throwing three innings of the game going into the 12th or something like that. And that's been a problem in the past, and that's really hurt teams' playoff chances is that, you know, teams are watching this real close, and why is there a guy out there in an all-star game the 12th inning, <laughs> you know, still throwing? I think if they want to do these things and want to take it serious, they need to go like a high school rule where they, they could re-enter the game or something just, you know, in case they do go long. long. Uh, just get more guys, you know, they, they, the rule on the all-star game is that every team has to have a representative you know, on the, on the roster. So they try to managers, try to get everybody in just so they can have see say, Hey, you're, you're, that was in for the experience. They try to get everyone to pinch it or pitch an inning or a batter or second baseman gets in for a couple of plays or whatever. And well, next thing you know, if you got a tie game, this thing's going on and they're out of players this has happened more than a few times where these guys, these managers are saying, hey, I I guess we got to try to win this thing. It means nothing to nobody. But, you know, some guy's out there playing four innings in the night. He should be sitting home with his family watching TV, you know, and that's kind of the way major league teams look at it. And thats I'm not a big believer in this game. I stopped being a big believer in it a few years ago. And uh, basically that's about all I have to say about that. Why don't we move on to page two? You know, I've been doing this thing for a few weeks now, and I still play that music, and I don't know why, and I apologize. Anyway, let's take a look at the Major League standings across baseball, if my eyes will allow me to. Uh, let's talk about the National League. We'll start in the Central with the Cubs, see what see what we got going there. As I flip my computer screen up here, we got the Cincinnati leading the division. Uh, Cincinnati, over the last uh, 10 days, has been uh, playing very, very well. I mean, They've been playing well for about the past month or so. Uh, they're seven and three of the last 10 days. Right now, they are in first place in division. One game up at Milwaukee. Uh, wasn't that Cubs Milwaukee series this past weekend something else? Uh, I mean, obviously, it was split two to two, but either one of those games, all four of those games could have gone either way. And the fact that those two teams, and there's almost like a playoff atmosphere for the Fourth of July weekend, basically, you know, to have those teams stand there and slug it out like two heavyweight champions. I mean, it really was fun to watch. It was great baseball. It was a. Uh, as Howard would have said years ago, a great advertisement for the game of baseball. And it would have been. It really, really would have been. Those two teams just played very, very well. Uh, the Brewers somehow snuck a couple out. And I don't know. I thought the Cubs played pretty well in that series. And to walk out of there like they did, it, just, it, was, it was kind of disconcerting at some point. But for the last 10, the Brewers are 6-4. and four. Uh, The Cubs, for the last 10, 5-5. Uh, five and the last 10 games, Pittsburgh, of course, starting to fall down where we thought they were going to. Uh, I can see the numbers here. Yeah, they were 3-7 and seven for the week. St. Louis, 5-5. Five and five. St. Louis, the funny thing about the Cardinals is, is everyone down there, and I'm not talking about the fans, I'm talking about their front office and their managers and their players and everybody else. telling everyone they're still going to win the division. So all I can say is good luck with that. Stop talking start playing. You know, I mean yeah, we're going to win the division with the best team here. Really, you're sitting in last place, and you haven't played well all year. So what, uh, what are you just going to flip it on like a light switch? Anyway, elsewhere, American League American League East is tightening up. Now, remember, this whole thing started out with Tampa Bay kind of running away and hiding. With If you remember, they got that great start. Uh, they were 3-7 and seven last week, and they really, really were, were struggled. They didn't play well against Atlanta this weekend. Uh, Baltimore right now is two games behind. And then Toronto is... Uh, at seven behind, the Yankees at eight behind, and the Red Sox, of course, at eight behind also. Yankees for the week, four and six was their number. Of course, the Cubs took two from them. So, again, the same thing's coming out. I I, I heard uh, Aaron Boone's press conference today after they lost, and he said, you know, oh, well, we're, we're, we're still a great team. We're going to win this division. Again, you know, yeah, you, you probably need to say that kind of stuff, especially managing the Yankees, because if George would have been around, you'd have been fired long ago. You lose a game like today. You see what the Yankees did, by the way, after today? They fired their hitting coach after the game today. Okay, that's what you want to do. After you think that's the answer. No, you know I mean? They haven't played well all year. Aaron Judge is out of the lineup because he's injured, and he could be out for the season. He tore a ligament in his big toe. He hit a wall going for a ball. uh, In the outfield, chasing the ball down and hit the wall. Hey, you know, there's problems on that team, and it, it doesn't help that their best player, their best hitter, is out. And they really fired the hitting coach. Like I said, 20 years ago, Georgia would have fired Aaron Boone. He wouldn't even been in the locker room after it was over. A game like today after they gave it away like that. Okay, over in the uh, American League Central, you got the, the Cleveland Indians or the Guardians. You know, I keep calling them Indians. I know you do too. So a little in there. But the Guardians, 6-4 and four for the week, uh, followed by the Twins. And the Twins are a half game back. And the White Sox, you know, they're still kind of down there a bit They're five and five and a half back. Uh, Kansas City there. Detroit's playing a lot better. Detroit's not doing too bad. Uh, of course, I lived in Detroit for a lot of years and spent many, many days at Comerica Park and Tiger Stadium, but uh, kind of fell out of favor with them a few years ago. And uh, Anyway, I'd like to see them do pretty well. A lot of friends still in town in Detroit there. and in the American League West, it is still the Texas Rangers division to lose. They are two games up on Houston. Uh, Seattle coming up. The Angels are sitting there at seven games back. And, and uh, the Angels were seven and three this past week. So it really wasn't a terrible week for them. Uh, the thing I would say about the Angels. Yeah, yeah. The Angels, the thing I would say about the Angels right now, they're kind of in a tough situation there. Uh, They lose Mike Trout with an injury. He can be out now two months, and that could be a scary thing for them. Um, Trout's out two months. Owatani is having a great MVP year. I don't believe you're going to see him move to the trade deadline uh, for two reasons. One, he sells tickets uh, to the Big A. I'm going here in a month, Uh, but, uh, you know, I should go more. I only live 15 minutes away from it, but I'm going here. I I got tickets for a game in, in. August, but I, I don't think they're going to move him out. I really think that the angels think they could resign him. And if not, I know the Dodgers today in the LA times, a big picture of Otani on the front cover of the sports page. And he was, they said, will he be a Dodger next year? And that's what the Dodgers are telling everybody. They're going after him hard. I look for the Yankees to mess, make a play for him too. But that, you're talking about 60 million a year is what it's going to cost whoever to bring him in. So anyway, that's uh, just kind of a look around where we've seen it. Where we've seen it in baseball. Uh, a couple of other things I want to talk about real quick. The Major League Baseball draft was held. It was being held right now as we speak on this Sunday night. Uh, the Cubs drafted a shortstop by the name of uh, Matt Matt Shaw. Matt Shaw is his name. He played for Maryland. He hit a grand slam to knock my Iowa Hawkeyes out of the NCAA baseball tournament. So I'm not crazy about Matt Shaw. Matt Shaw's a nice player, though. He, he I remember watching it a few times, and I really, really liked the way he he played. He can the he, way he holds himself on a baseball field. He's a good player. There's no question about it. The problem I've got with him, though, is what's with the Cubs and the shortstops? Okay, they've got four shortstops in the minors that are highly rated, including a the kid they drafted a few years ago, that Ed Howard. Okay, you got these good shortstops. Plus, you got Swanson tied up for seven years. You got him on a seven-year deal, Nico's on a five-year deal. So, really, where are you going to play this guy? Uh, you bring him in develop him trade him if you want i guess i mean if that's the plan but you know why don't we i know this is not football and uh, and i know a lot of draft picks don't make it to the major leagues i get that okay i understand that better than anybody But i guess the thing that i really kind of sit and wonder about is why why would you keep bringing these guys in why wouldn't you at least bring somebody in and you say well you know we're gonna need a catcher in a few years our first base situation is not good third base situation is not good and We can always use a guy in the outfield to hit is worth anything, right? I mean, and we can still use a good pitching. I mean, pitching still wins games. And really, we go out there and find us maybe a big-time closer or something. You know I mean? Is there a reason we're not drafting that kind of thing? We keep bringing in shortstops or something that organization and the Cubs organization just loves middle infielders. I half expect him to trade for Zach McKinstry again. You know what I mean? I mean, geez, Louise. But anyway, I, I wish him the best. I really do. I like to see the kid come out and hit the 800, and we bring him up, and, and he's, you know, the second coming of Ty Cobb. That's fine with me. But uh, like I said, I just sit back from a distance and look at this thing and say, uh, do we have any kind of a draft philosophy? or are we just kind of throwing spaghetti against the wall because it sure makes it look like that's, that's what we're doing. And that's about it. It, I would think, uh, Dansby Swanson still on the I.L. with that uh, heel injury. Uh, He bruised his heel Wednesday night in that game against uh, Milwaukee. That's a sore thing, by the way. If you get those those hurt, and I've had one, I I mean, I had them every year I played, it seemed like you always kind of come down your heel the wrong way, and those things really, really, really cause you a problem, and I just wish, uh, hoping the best. And he's doing the right thing, taking the rest. He's getting out of the All-Star game. Really, the Cubs only have one guy now going the All-Star game. Uh, we had three selected, two backed out. Uh Strowman is not going and Swanson's not going, Steele is. And uh, still, so let's hope he does well. Anyway, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Again, the name of the show, Chicago Cubs Talk this week and every week, brought to you by True Blues and Club Chicago Cubs Club eighteen. Oh, I do love that song. I'll play it in a few seconds and we'll go. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk in a week.